Whether you're stuck at the mall, in the yard, or making a quick trip to the home improvement store, we've got your back. It's gonna be May. This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. to the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. We are proudly presented by our friends over at Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. Jay Catch, Michelle Bodkin, along for the ride on this Saturday morning. And pleased to welcome in now our, I guess, feature guest of today's show. Yeah. Kenneth Scott, the former University of Utah standout wide receiver. Kenneth, thank you for making some time. How are you? Man, I am great on this beautiful Saturday morning. Well, afternoon now. For you. 12, 12 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, for me. <laughs> but for you guys, beautiful Saturday morning. Appreciate you guys having me on. Can't wait to converse with you guys. Absolutely. Okay, so, Kenneth, you were actually here last weekend, and this is kind of a funny little behind-the-scenes of how – Things go down in in the sports world and sports radio. You actually tried calling me while we were on air last week. (laughs) Right? For real, though. I hit the bat phone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then that proceeded to we were texting back and forth while I was on air. Okay. And uh, it turned out that you were actually secretly in town up in Ogden. What were you doing? Yeah, so for me, so for me, so I got a crazy little kid. I'm at a seven versus seven tournament right now, supporting some kids. But I was out in Ogden supporting a group of um, kids that are part of this nonprofit organization from a former U player named Y Salumba. Uh, it's called the Art of Performance, and so they have a seven versus seven team um, ranging from you know fourteen, fifteen, and eighteen U. And so I was out there in Ogden just supporting them at the Hero Tournament. Um, unfortunately, they didn't come out with W's, but the experience was beautiful nonetheless because they got to see everything that Utah encompasses, you know, the scenery, the great people, et cetera. So I was out here, well, out there for that, acting more as a counselor, being a mentor to these kids and kind of just showing them the Utah life. So, Kenneth, uh, Michelle made her debut on this show last week, so I, I now know why she may have been off of her game, because all of a sudden, Kenneth Scott <laughs> pops up on her phone. She's like, whoa, what in, the, what in the world's going on here? So I, I completely get that now. So, so thank you <laughs> for that. All the good stuff happened on the first day. All the good stuff happened. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what happened. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to talk to you about that, because you're a guy who came from out of state to Utah, played your college ball here. Uh We've interacted in the past, and you have continued, and I use the word evangelize, but you've, you continued to kind of talk about how great of an experience you had playing for the University of Utah, living here in this state, and just your overall experience that I think a lot of people from outside the state don't actually recognize or realize before they get here, or they have preconceived notions of this state. Is that something that you continue to do even to this day, it sounds like? Oh, without a doubt. You know, Utah impacted me and my life so much that I have no choice but to give back and, and talk about all the remarkable things that it not only done for me on the field but off the field. And so every chance I get, I always tell people about, you know, my experience in Utah, especially coming from out of state, having no clue about Utah. When they offered me, I had to Google 
where Utah was because <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. And then also around the Salt Lake City, you know, just kind of educate myself on Utah. And so, you know, every chance I get, because I know there's plenty of students out there, student athletes out there that's wondering the same thing like I did. So I try to give them my experience uh, because it's one thing about reading it, but it's another thing telling, uh, having to learn it from someone else's experience. I think it's way better um, in that type of facet. But, um, but yeah, any chance I get, I always tell people about you know my wonderful time and lengthy time at the University of Utah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you definitely fell into one of those old man categories uh, that we Hey, come on, we man. Come on, man. Come on, man. You can't put me as an old man. I was old in length, but as far as I was still young. You know, yeah. I came in at 17 years uh-huh. old, but I'll take the old man title. <laughs> it, 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 fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, you know, you've been up to quite a few different things since you've left Utah. Maybe talk about, you know, some of the things you've had your hand in since you've moved on with with football. Yeah, for sure, man, because this is one of the joys that I love talking about, especially the transitioning from the football field. Uh, so currently right now, uh, you know, I founded an LLC that's called Leave a Blessing. And basically what Leave a Blessing is, it houses all my written and oral literature, um, basically providing perspective on uh, um, recognizing your gifts, utilizing your gift to leave a blessing, not only for yourself, but to impact others. And so within that, obviously, I have my publication as far as me being an author and my first book, 24, which is a memoir about my mother and her journey through being a mom, lupus and kidney transplant. And then also within that is my short story collection because I love writing and it's called Chips and Soda, Chips and Soda short story collection. And then uh, outside of that, you know, I do a lot of speaking engagements and workshops for student athletes, which I have a program called Maximizing the Student Athlete, which kind of embarks and helps athletes understand their independency as an athlete and understand how they are a brand, they are a business, and to kind of give them the ins and outs to sufficiently uh, embark on that journey during and following their athletic career. So that's just like high level of the items that I do. So um, hopefully, in U- hopefully coming soon, I can come out to Utah, uh, do a couple of speaking engagements and workshops at, a, at the high school level uh, during the week to, you know, give them guys the game that is much needed. Kenneth, you're a guy, in my opinion, if you were playing in this era of college football with name, image, and likeness, I feel like you would be all over the place in terms of having sponsorship deals, all that stuff. You just mentioned the fact that you're, you're talking with these athletes about uh, building their own brand, and we've seen this in college sports now. It's almost a year in with this name, image, and likeness where college athletes can benefit from their building their brand. What do you make of this new era of college football? Do you like it? Do I like it? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Because I tell athletes all the time, like even back, even though I wasn't getting paid for my services, sure. right, I was still uh, doing the items necessary that would help me transition to the mm-hmm. next phase. But I tell athletes all the time, like, you know, you guys are a business owner. You guys are your name, LLC, and so forth, right? And your job right now is to market and give yourself that exposure needed in order to get your brand out there. And that's sort of like business, right? You want to make sure your, your, your product is, is great, sufficient, right? And then you have to understand your target audience. And then once you understand your target audience, you got to market and expose yourself to get those opportunities as far as sponsorships and connecting with other business owners to get, you know, to make it whole. And so, man, the, the, the era that it's in right now, if student athletes don't get fired up every morning to like want to be the best sales, not only on the field, but off the field, 
then they're in the wrong they're in the wrong space, honestly, because this is the best moment in your time in your life right now to maximize every moment of NIL so that you can smoothly transition to the next phase of your life once ball is done. We can hear I one of at least one of your daughters, I don't know if it's both of them in the background. I one of the few things I remember like very first time I ever talked to you, you talked about having this dream of being a girl dad, having having a daughter and stuff and it's actually come true. What has has the dream met the the or has the reality met you know, what you dreamed about as far as that's concerned. You know what's crazy? You are totally right. Because I did, we did, when we had a conversation in the past, I always talked about being a girl dad. I just loved it, you know, watching Kobe Bryant and how he talks about his daughters and how he encourages them, empowers them. And I was like, man, I want to do the same exact thing. Like having a boy is great, but I think having a woman, like a, a girl, like it, and turning her into a woman, a strong, you know, it, that, that speaks volumes. And so, you know, as far as, you know, what I want to teach my daughters and uh, making sure they realize is understand their value, um, their self-worth, right? And understand that there's no limit to what you can do. And I love everything that goes on to try to empower the women. Uh, That's why I'm so connected to women athletes or so forth, right? Because I want to make sure that they understand their worth. And so, um the reality is how he surpassed my dream because I'm still fulfilling it every day. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to wake up in the morning and see these girls. And, you know, it just gives me extra push, extra drive and extra motivation. So the reality has definitely surpassed the dream and it's only getting better. Well, Kenneth as a guy who I, I have a daughter and a son. My daughter, she is light years ahead of where my son is at it feels like in many ways but i'm with you on that it's 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 a really rewarding experience just to be a parent i, I think that's the biggest thing is like yeah it's 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 an opportunity to watch somebody grow and you get to mold mm-hmm. hopefully in some positive fashion <laughs> right, <laughs> right you're, exactly. trust me, you're constantly terrified that you're screwing it up right yep exactly <laughs> that is so true you are right about that you constantly just like okay am i doing this thing right but you make your way through somehow so that I, I applaud you on that. I wanted to talk to you about Britton Covey because it's crazy to think about. Ken, Kenneth, you were a senior in 2015. Yeah. Britton Covey was a freshman, freshman in 2015. <laughs> Britton Covey just finished playing football for the University of Utah in 2022, technically in the Rose Bowl on January 1. To think you have that connection between you two that spans, you showed up at Utah in 2010, and then Britton Covey, with your connection, Finish that span 12 years later is just incredible to me. But he's going towards, again, ready for the NFL now. He's hoping to hear his name called in the NFL draft later this month. What kind of relationship do you still have with a guy like Britton Covey, and what do you expect from him in the pros? You know what's crazy? That is crazy. That's, that's what's crazy. It's like, dang, I was with this guy in my senior year. He was a freshman. And, you know, one thing about Covey, man, that I love so much is his maturity. Like, the, the guy – Man, he's a, as young as he is in the team, he's a, like a wealth full of knowledge, obviously, because his uh, lineage, as far as his family, they did a, such a tremendous job raising mm-hmm. a great man. But, like, the leadership he possesses on the field, even at an early age as a freshman in college, like, he had those leadership qualities to where, like, people respected him, you know? And then 
on the field, they respected him more because his grit, his determination, his work ethic. Like, he really truly pushed others to be the best version of themselves. And that's something, like, you can't really coach. You just either have it or you don't. And so, you know, watching Britton Covey throughout the years, it's amazing. Him battling through, you know, his, his, his injuries. Like myself, I had to battle through injuries. And it takes a lot to come back from that to not only get to yourself but kind of surpass where you were so that, you know, you can still have value and hold value for the team. So, like, with Britton Covey going to the next level, I think an NFL team will be a fool not to draft him or, like, draft him late round or even pick him up in free agency and select him as a priority because not only does he have the characteristics on the field, that's a great wide receiver, as a great punt return, kick return. He can be used on special teams as a gunner. Like, he has so many things he can bring to a team on the field, but off the field, he has so much he can bring to an organization as well. And so, like, an NFL team will be a fool not to get this man an opportunity. And that's kind of like my two cents on it because I love everything that not only him but his family, um, you know, brings to the table as far as their, who they are. It, it's interesting talking about the two of you in the same sentence, not just because of the time span, but because of actually how similar you both are and how you operate. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a story actually about I Britt was asked a few years ago, who who did you take inspiration from? And he said you, because you had made an effort your senior year to get to know something about every single guy on the team. And Britt decided right. to Britt decided to pick that up as well. And and so, you know, that's just kind of an interesting another interesting connection I think you two share. Uh It'll be interesting to see who the next guy is that kind of decides to to do their leadership the same way. You know, and that's that's something that I, I'm interested in as well. You know, when I when I first thought about that, you know, my senior year coming into me, I was like, I asked myself, like, how can I leave something like a legacy behind that can impact the next group? You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things I took in. I was like, if I say I'm a leader, if I say I'm really a team player, if I really say I love this guy who I'm going to war with every single day, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, through practices, through games, I have to get to know him. And if I don't know this guy, like I'm doing not only myself a disservice, but the team a disservice because in those moments where we both need each other, how am I going to pull the best out of him if I don't even know anything or anything that can trigger him to be the best version of himself? You know what I'm saying? So um, not only myself, but the like the whole um, – Coaches staff did a great job, and I'll start with Morgan Scally on that. You know, we, we did a leadership retreat, and within the leadership retreats, what happens is, um, you know, obviously it's a leadership group, but they have one person go up, talk about their lives. The people that are listening, we ask questions to get to know them even better, right? And then after, you know, that type of conversation, you know, Coach Scally asks, like, hey, okay, what did you guys learn about them? And so we, not only do we have to listen, we have to understand exactly what's being said and give it back to them so that we can really, really know them. And then so that expanded to, like, doing it during fall camp throughout the months the whole team. And so, you know, I just took it a step further. It's like, instead of just my group, I need to learn the whole team. And so, um, you know, I know it was long-winded, but, you know, I feel like if you're a leader or any organization or team, you have to know your people. And if you don't know your people, how are they going to fight for you? And so I'm glad to see Britain, you know, kept that going. And I hope to see someone else of the same realm does the same thing.
Well, speaking with Kenneth Scott here, former University of Utah wide receiver, and Kenneth, I think that extends out to I think how Kyle Whittingham and his entire coaching staff operate within the Utah football program because they want that connection between those generations of players. Mm-hmm. Kyle's been there for nearly two decades now, whether as an assistant or as the head coach, and uh, to a man, uh, all the players I've talked with from his early days is, and as recent as his current teams, they talk about the connection that seemingly every Utah football player's ever played for Kyle Whittingham has to one another and I, I think you're right in saying that the hope is that they continue to do that but I have no reason to think that they won't yeah I have no doubt about it either uh, coach Whittingham is by far one of my favorite people in the whole world it doesn't matter what decade you played in what year you played in he remembers everything about you I recently just went up to coach uh, with and I just had a like I just randomly went up there and just gave him a hug and we just he talked about my book and you know this guy deserves a statue i don't care what nobody says this guy deserves a statue uh, in front of rice eccles or wherever or something being named after him because in my eyes he's a legend in every category not only on the field but off the field as far as how he helps his players so there you did post that you were up on campus while you were here during your short visit last week you know what was it like being able to see that stadium and see the championship trophy and and honestly what did you think about this past season with everything that that team had to go through in order to hit these milestones I ain't gonna lie I was jealous when I stepped on campus and looked at the stadium I said dog these things look beautiful walked into the locker room the locker room looks amazing you can just smell the newness and smell the the luxury of it I feel oh this smells good even the tunnel like everything was beautiful I loved everything and uh, as far as like man what was your last question, Michelle? I'm so, so excited hey, about that new, hey, I that got new so South excited about the last part. I was like, dang, I wish I would have. What was the last uh, part you the, said? The, the last part was just, you know, thoughts about last year's team and everything oh, that they had to yes. go through in order to, to accomplish and tick off some goals that have been, been yeah. around for a while. Yeah, you know what? Going through what they had to go through with the deaths of, you know, both the players back-to-back seasons, like, that's tough, especially how much they meant to the team personally, that's tough. And for them to keep fighting on every single week without a lack of motivation or a lack of determination out on the field, that was success for me. Just them showing up and working hard and giving everything they got, that was a success for me. The other stuff as far as like the Pac-12 championship, the Rose Bowl, that's just cherry on top. But, um, but you know, everything before that, just them showing up and the motivation and stuff like that, and not turn it into a something bad. Like, that was success for me. So this season, despite the loss, I think it's still a win for me the whole season. I don't care. Nobody thought we would have been in that position uh, except for the gentlemen like that were in that room. Um, and so I say it's a success. And even though we didn't win the Rose Bowl, it felt as if we won it and flat out just because everything that it meant for that season. We have one more question for you before we let you go. You announced Shoot, I, you can do more than one question. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to have you stay and talk. I think we could talk forever. We'll, we'll, we'll do this again. I can promise you that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, you announced earlier this week that you actually arranged everything to come out again in a couple of weeks for the spring the spring game. What what's on your agenda, and what are you hoping to do this this next go around when you're out here? Man, 
You know, I just can't get enough of Utah. That's what it is. I, I kind of told myself I need to buy some property out there just to visit whenever I can or whatever. Uh, but I have a good family uh, out there in Utah that supported me through and through um, my career. But as far as I have on the agenda, you know, I'm, I arrive on that Thursday. And hopefully by the time I arrive, I can go get some Park Cafe, right? Okay. That's the best breakfast yeah. place that I could think. For lunch, I'm thinking about Mo Betta, uh for <laughs> sure. Got to touch down on that. And dinner, uh, probably Porcupine Grill. Got to get those nachos. Uh, I'm just giving a heck of shout-outs right now. They don't have a spot to be. I'm just giving a heck of shout-outs. But uh, Friday, I'm hoping to do the golf tournament as an alumni. Okay. I've been working on my swing a little bit. So right. uh, hopefully I don't hit a, a lot of balls in the, in the water or anything. Um, and then Saturday, obviously going to the spring game, um, probably doing some media, um, my thoughts about the game, things of that nature. And then later that night, I'm going on um, a TV segment uh, to not only speak about the release of my book, kind of like catching up what I'm doing, but also you know, recapping the spring game and, and what I saw and look for towards the season. And then Sunday, you know, coming back out to, you know, the great state of Texas, but hopefully I can have dual uh, living arrangements in Texas and Utah. But that's kind of my agenda. And if anybody out there that want to meet up with me, take pictures, whatever it is, I don't care. I'm open. Just reach out to me and we can arrange something to, you know, get things signed or whatever. Um, I just want to be able to see as many people as possible and uh, have many cherishable moments. Absolutely. Well, yeah, well, Kenneth, stay in touch. We'd love nothing more than to help you kind of pub that as you get as it gets a little bit closer. And like I said, we're going to have you on again soon. It was a fantastic conversation. So a big thank you for carving some time out. I know you got to get back to uh, being a mentor and coach at 7-on-7 seven seven, and also, more importantly, being a dad. Yes, that's that's for sure. I'm out here about to eat her vanilla wafers as we speak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's another perk of being a dad. You get to eat all the snacks. I try to minimize that, but it's you true. get to eat all the snacks and the juice. It's but a true story. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys are always a tremendous, uh, you know, class whenever you invite me on. So I appreciate everything that you do and continuously do for me. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. All right, there you go. Kenneth Scott, a big thank you to him for joining us. I love talking to him. Uh, yes. Next time we have him on, I, I meant to ask him when we ran out of time. I want to ask him the, the nickname, Gooby. Yeah. I, we need to find I, – I, I need to hear the story about how he got the nickname. I mean, I could tell you oh, that. Okay, well, maybe you can tell me off air or whatever. Yeah. It's it, it just – it's one of those cool nicknames. Yeah. Like, because I love nicknames like that, and usually they go back to something in a – They do indeed, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, but huge thank you to Kenneth. Really cool to catch up with him, and he's – He's one of my favorite, favorite interviews. Just so much fun. He so fun, very insightful, and just a pleasant person to be around. Well, and he's trying to make a difference in the world. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Like, you heard him. He's got irons in all different types of fires trying to make just a positive impact and being a dad. Just... It's really cool to see. Yeah. So, all right. So, big thank you to him. And yeah, this will not be the last time that Kenneth Scott is on the Saturday show. I can promise you that. All right. Coming up next, uh, we will get to five minutes of hit some of the other topics we have not had a chance to hit on quite yet today. Um, some sad news in the NFL that came out right before we went on air. We'll get to that next. This is the Saturday show right here on the Zone Sports Network.